It's the JT The Brick Show. 39-yard field goal for Carlson set up on the right hash. Good snap, solid hold. Field goal is up, and that is good. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crowd into it. Wilson lifts the right leg, gets the ball. They bring the blitz off the edge, and they get to him. Nate Hobbs coming around the left side. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10. Touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you here on the flagship of the Silver and Black, Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. as we are ready to roll, coming off a full recap. Uh, last night I was able to do a little radio. I just did three hours today on Sirius XM. After calling the game last night, and I'm ready to talk to you about what we saw with the Niners and the Raiders yesterday all the preseason sound, the ability to talk about what happened, and who surprised you the most. That's kind of where I want to go today. I want to get your opinion on what you liked about the experience yesterday from tailgating, getting in the building, getting out of the building, everything that you thought about your one preseason game at Allegiant Stadium. We're brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. We always appreciate PTs and what they do for us. And what I want to do here today is get you going on the optimism that you should have after the game. After the game yesterday, the Raiders played well. Uh, The joint practices, the Raiders outplayed the 49ers. The Raiders outplayed the 49ers in a preseason game. Now, this is a very important show for me because last year was the first year for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. They went 4-0 in the preseason, and I was very optimistic. Everything in the preseason went well. Carr didn't play. Devontae didn't play. They went 4-0 and starting at the Hall of Fame game and had a lot of good momentum. It was a very good preseason. It was. The, everything looked good from a coaching perspective, player personnel, what they had going. Max Crosby had a big year. It was Chandler Jones' first year coming in. Every, there was hope springs eternal, and there was a lot of optimism. I'm going to make sure that when there's days to be positive, I'm positive. I talked about that with you all summer. That's why I came up with the Raiders all-time team. I did not want to sit here for three uh, freaking three bleeping months this summer and talk about things that are worthless. I want to be positive. I really do. At this stage of my career, I want to have good days on the radio. I don't want to bring anger, bad energy to my wife and my kids and every day just leave, take my headsets off and say, I know I did a good show, but I'm not happy with the tone of it. So again, I'm not saying Super Bowl, I'm not saying undefeated, I'm not saying anything, but I'm optimistic that we're going to build in this preseason a team that's going to be far better than expected. Now, the only way they could be far better than expected is in the win-loss column, because I think that clearly, and I think even the doubting Raider fans, you Raider fans that don't believe, I think you believe the team is better. I really do. Even you Derek Carr fans that are out there. Carr played well in New Orleans. We haven't seen Jimmy play yet in the preseason. Even the doubting Raider fans can at least believe that the Raiders are better. And they got to get Tyree Wilson on the field. And they got to get some guys healthy. Michael Mayer, we expect to be healthy. Devontae will be fine. And if you look at the defense and the philosophy of the defense in the second year with Patrick Graham, even the most angry Raider fans are like, you know, Raiders should be better. But we don't know how many games they're going to win because they could be a better team and lose games that they're supposed to win or games where they get bad bounces. Last year, I think it's safe to say you would agree with me. I know I talked about this with a Hall of Famer, 
a Hall of Famer on Saturday night at the Raiders alumni party. He brought it up. He said in the history of the Raiders dating back to 1960, he has never seen a team lose games that they should have won than this team. I said, really? He goes, yeah, I watch every game, every play. The Raiders lost five games with double-digit leads. That won't happen again. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know how good they're going to be to have double-digit leads. They got You got to have a double-digit lead before you blow a double-digit lead. The Raiders did that five times. They won't do that again. Maybe they'll only have two double-digit leads or three. I don't know. And maybe they'll win all three of them. But after what I saw at practice at camp so far this year and calling the game yesterday, and I appreciate all the support I got from everybody yesterday calling my first play-by-play game for the Raiders, especially the team and the crew I worked with. They were fantastic. I think everybody is pretty positive today. Aiden O'Connell looked really good. The defense looks much tighter. And my takeaway, my biggest takeaway, after talking to Patrick Graham on Saturday afternoon, we had the production meeting with him. We spent about 40 minutes with him. And this defense is going to be attacking the football on defense more. And they're going to get more hands in piles. More balls are going to get tipped. I mean, they tipped the ball. They dropped an interception in the end zone. That turned out to be a Niners-only touchdown. That should have been an interception. All of that happening, all of that happening was something that was very unique over the last week for me. Not over the last year, not over the last two, three months. Just the last week. Watching the Niners at practice, watching Trayvon Merrick, and Marcus Epps on the back end, and seeing what they can do. So I I would think if you're a Raider fan, you should be pretty excited today, but you'll have to temper that because it's the preseason, and I'll do that. That's my job. My job is if you call in and and think the world's going to be great and it's going to be a great year for me to remind you that this is just the preseason, but why not have a positive show talking about what you saw yesterday at the game? There were a lot of takeaways from the game I didn't get a chance to tailgate yesterday. I got there real early. I didn't get a chance to tailgate after the game. I had to be somewhere. But overall, it was alumni weekend. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be a part of that. Uh, all the alumni that I got a chance to sit down and talk with from Fred Bolitnikoff, Bill Villapiano, Marcus Allen, George Atkinson, Ted Hendricks. I uh, got a chance to spend a few minutes with Tom Flores. You, know, you see Coach Flores in a wheelchair at an event, and you say to yourself, wow. We got an opportunity to celebrate this legend for a long time here. We got to do it. Tom Flores there made the effort with his wife, Barbara, to come to Alumni Weekend. And then if you were at the game, you saw all the, uh, uh, the alumni in the Wynn Nightclub, Wynn Field Club, have a good time. John K. a Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. What was that, like an 11-minute solo performance song? He sounded great. And everybody else who was just rolling through the stadium. Of course, there were a lot of 49er fans. Get used to it, everybody. When the Raiders play in Vegas, Niner fans are going to go on secondary ticket outlets and buy tickets, and that's just not going to change. Uh, there were a lot of Niner fans there, Raider fans. I did not see a fight. I know that you all look for viral fights. I didn't see anything. I walked to my car after the game to the parking lot. Everybody was kind of talking together, Niner and Raider fans having a good time. And there were some joint ventures with the Black Hole and Niner fans who had a couple of events going on over the weekend where they all got along. So with all of that, uh, let's take a look at the sound bites that became the highlights of the game. Let's get your reaction today. I think most of the show should be about the play of Aiden O'Connell, who played well. But we start off with the defense. Rochelle had a big game. I called his name out a lot early in this game as they were getting to Trey Lance. Lance looking over the middle. Pressure by the Raiders, and down goes Trey Lance. Two to three members of the silver and black there. 
on the play. Isaiah Rochelle on the play brings him down. Lance sacked here. Yeah, that's a sack right out of the gate. I get a chance to call the Raiders sack there because Trey Lance was going to be unique in this game. Now, we had an opportunity, and I thought we threaded the needle perfectly. I had nothing to do with it. I just had to get the TV call from Jason Horowitz, Matt Millen, and Rich Gannon multiple times in the game, a few times in the red zone early in the first half as Zeus and the rest of this team, you know, everybody was going to try to run the ball in this game. The Raiders did it first to get on the board. Now, this is a great start for the Raiders preseason. The defense, two sacks and forced a three and out. The offense trying to go down and score. It's Samir White getting the push. And he's in. Touchdown Raiders on the opening drive of the preseason. Sound, that sounded pretty loud to me. Raider fans getting into that as we open up the game there. Now, this was the type of game where I was wondering what was going to happen. Bobby, let's go to four, the stop on fourth down. The fourth down play of the Raiders was very important to me in this game early. They did an unbelievable job sniffing out the play call. Now, let me tone this down a bit by reminding you, if the 49ers on fourth down had Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, it's a different story, okay? Because then, uh, you know, you could see... McCaffrey just get a pitch and pick up a first down or you could give the ball to Debo Samuel or you can just throw it two yards to George Kittle but that's not the point the twos and the threes were in the game and the Raiders got a big stop here fourth and one on the Raiders 39 Lance in the shotgun inside handoff he came up short he didn't get it right into the belly of the beast of the silver and black great stop there for the Raiders here on this play and the Raiders are going to come off the field. A uh, big play for the Raiders there. Raiders get off the field, and everybody's talking about it now. Now I could stop the show and tell you this as I made that call. It was easy to make that call up there. They weren't close. They didn't get it on the fourth down. Why didn't they get it? The Raiders sniffed it out because they thought they were probably going to run the ball there. They stuffed it, and they did it great. This is when the Niner fans, there was a lot of Niner-on-Niner podcast crime where you just had a lot of people in the Niners media all over the place, like yelling at each other, oh my God, sky is falling. Trey Lance was sacked multiple times. He wasn't in command of the pocket. He went three and out a bunch, got stopped on fourth down, and everybody's going nuts in the Bay Area and nationally. I turned on Get Up this morning. I turned on NFL Live, and they were ripping Trey Lance like he forgot how to play. I don't think he played that badly. I mean, he wasn't good. There's no doubt he wasn't good, but he's playing with the threes and fours, not the ones. If Trey Lance is playing again with McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, then you could get Trey Lance to sprint right, get out of the pocket, maybe make a first down. He did not play well in this game, but O'Connell did. Let's go to O'Connell's first touchdown to Cole on this play. I thought it was a really good route and a really good throw. On second down, Yeah, that was another big play there. So, O'Connell, what did he do right? This should be the brunt of our show today. We're not going to crown him. We're not going to crown his ass. But this guy can play. Aiden O'Connell, Ian Rappaport said it, coming out of Purdue. I just did a show with a guy named Dusty Dvorak from College Game Day. He said he called the number of his games. He's really good. Six years he was at Purdue, four as a starter. He beat a lot of good Big Ten schools. I, finally, I saw Aiden O'Connell play football yesterday live. 
He's good. He's not great. He's a rookie. We hope we don't see him because Jimmy G's playing. But every Raider fan that I talked to yesterday was impressed with Aiden O'Connell. It's just a preseason game, but I know that Raider fans can connect with me on this topic. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels vetted him at the Combine. Josh McDaniels told us a really cool, fun story about O'Connell walked into the meeting in the Combine with that mustache, and Josh McDaniels is like, come on with that mustache. And he's like, Coach, I've been growing it for 18 months. And they laughed about it. They liked the kid. They vetted him. They looked at his tape. They interviewed him. They brought him in. They thought that this kid would be the quarterback. I'm not going to say the quarterback of the future yet. He's a backup quarterback. As of now, he's a third-string quarterback to Brian Hoyer. But he played well. Now, San Francisco drafted a kicker in Jake Moody. Remember, they had a pretty good kicker for a number of years. Robbie Gold, they let him go. They went with a new kicker who has to make the team, and he looked a little bit shaky when he missed his field goal. Moody's here for the 40-yarder. 14-7 Raiders, four seconds to go until the half. Snap, hold is down, kick is up. Wow. No good. No good. No good. No good. As time expires, he hooked it. He missed the field goal. How about that? And that's important. Niner fans, Niner on Niner crime. They're all freaking out. Bang, bang, Niner fans. They're all freaking out here. Oh, my God, I thought we drafted a kicker. Everything I looked about in the notes from Matt Mayoko and everybody, Mike Silver up in the Bay Area, he's a good field goal kicker, made a lot of kicks in camp, weren't able to do that. Raiders have arguably the best kicker out there. It's Justin Tuck, clearly long-term in Baltimore. But what Carlson has done the last couple of years are amazing, and he got some work in yesterday. We're going to see a 53-yard field goal camp for Daniel Carlson, which is a good idea, one of the best kickers in all of football here. Snap is down, kick is up. Low kick, low kick, and it gets through. Carlson makes that kick there. And now the Raiders are playing at a very high level. We go to the third quarter. Sam Darnold came in the game. They started to use multiple quarterbacks here at the end of the game. Trace Lance was out of the game. And another storyline, the Raiders getting stops throughout the game, getting off the field on third down, and here they do it on fourth down again. Well, let's load the box here. Darnold under center, and he gets the push. He didn't get it. He's getting pushed back. If the Raiders could hold him, the initial push for the Raiders was great to stop that play. That should be Raider football. Raiders sniffed it out, Lincoln. You saw it first from up here. They knew it was coming. Yeah, Lincoln called it beforehand. Lincoln Kennedy. Sniff that out, as we said on the broadcast, stuff in the box and the Raiders to get the stop there. Now, why isn't Kyle Shanahan being more exotic there on that play? Sam Darnold's a good player. Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. He's had some bad luck on some bad teams with some injuries here, but, you know, they're just running basic stuff here. You know, they didn't make an effort there, and the Raiders sniffed it out and stopped them there, which was really important. And, you know, returning the, turning the football over, interceptions or a fumble. I thought Bolton had a big game for the silver and black, a very big game. I called his name most of the game, and here's the fumble recovery. Darnold under center, Price in the backfield, fake handoff. Darnold rolls to the left, throws a quick out from his end zone. Niners take it out to the 13-yard line. Ball's on the ground, but I think he was down on the play. We'll see. They we'll say they're giving the football. They say to the Raiders oh, football. Smith, Smith feels like they have it, and how good would that be for a CZ Herney, eh? Yes. If there is a fumble on this play, Darian Butler. Takeaways, takeaways, takeaways. The ruling on the field is a completion and a fumble recovered by Las Vegas. First down and 10. 
That was an unbelievable play by Curtis Bolton. Yeah, that was a nice play there. So they turn it over. They're able to get it done, and everybody's pretty excited about what happened there. Then McCormick, McCormick had a nice opportunity in this game. McCormick came out. You knew he was going to get the ball potentially out of the backfield on this run. Here's a really nice play that really blows it open again for the Silver and Black. McCormick walks in. Touchdown, sincere McCormick. Touchdown, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders get it going. That's Jason Horowitz on the TV side of the call. Again, that was one of those opportunities on the game when they came to me and said, hey, we're going to go over to the red zone. We're going to go on the field. Said, more power to us. We're the only team in the NFL yesterday, only broadcast team that did that. And we tried to do it, and we had the Max Crosby interview, and we were able to thread the needle on that. Really fun to be a part of that and play helicopter pilot on that along the way with the great team that was guiding us through all of that. Uh, Webb is a good player on this team, one of the guys in the secondary competing for more playing time. you got to make a couple plays. you got to get an interception in the preseason, and he does right here. Allen looking deep over the middle. Intercepted. Picked off. It was tipped. Raiders coming in on return. Down to the five. Brought down. Get in. Down to the two-yard line. Sam Webb on the interception. Another big play by the Raider defense. Oh, I would have loved to have called the touchdown there. Come on, man. This is a dream of mine. I'm calling a Raider game. I know it's the preseason, man. I get it. But I was right there. I wanted to call a touchdown on a pick six tip, and he came up a little short. But I would have the opportunity to do it coming up here because Garber's in at quarterback, once again looking for Sincere. Sincere McCormick is in the backfield about five yards back. Garber's rolls right, rolls right. Hits McCormick. Touchdown. Las Vegas Raiders, Sincere McCormick with the short touchdown grab, and the Raiders are blowing this one open in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Blowing it open in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. They put this game away. It was never a contest. Final call as the Raiders win easily up against the 49ers, who really just seem to have a vacation in Vegas. They didn't accomplish much. As the Niners are going to take a knee here, at Allegiant Stadium, and this one is over. Uh, both sidelines emptying out, coming to midfield as the Raiders are going to win this game quite easily, 34-7. to So that's it, Raiders Radio on the call. Thanks to everybody involved. Had a fun day yesterday, memorable day for my kids to hear me from the booth was a proud moment for me. Just to be honest with you, you know, I get an opportunity to do it again for a couple of more games. Thanks to Jason Horowitz, the whole TV side. They do an amazing job. And the whole team on Compass Media Networks, everybody behind the scenes who made me comfortable, really enjoyed that opportunity. And I look forward to traveling with the team out to L.A. this week for the joint practices against the Rams. And I'll be on the call Saturday night at SoFi, which the last time I was in SoFi was the Baker Mayfield game. That had its own name, the Baker Mayfield game. And now I'll have an opportunity to call that game on radio. So that's it. Those are the highlights of the game. The Raiders win. So I wake up this morning. I know I got to do an early show for Sirius. And I turn on the TV to prep. And I watch SportsCenter, like most sports talk radio hosts do. So I turn on SportsCenter. And I see the highlights. They're coming up Niners Raiders. So I put it on. And here we go again. I can't believe it. Once again, they show the highlights of the game. And they show a package of highlights, and it's the two sacks of Trey Lance, the tip touchdown for the Niners, two completions from Sam Darnold, not one Raiders completion. 
touchdown or highlight of their 34 points. Not one. Nothing on quarterback Aiden O'Connell like he didn't resist. That is a trending tweet for me with almost 500 likes and 81 retweets and a whole bunch of comments at JT the Brick. Aiden O'Connell was 15 of 18 for 141 yards and a touchdown in the game, and no one mentioned him on SportsCenter today as they were talking about other rookie quarterbacks who were playing, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, Anthony Richardson, who did not play well. They spent a lot of time talking about those rookies, and they didn't mention our rookie who had an outstanding game. Why am I bringing this up? It's what I do best. It's Raider bias. It's the whole reason I'm on the radio. whole reason Mark Davis put me in this situation and Al Davis before is to just try to control the narrative a little bit better. And this is another perfect example of the garbage that we deal with in Raider Nation. That Sports Center couldn't throw the Aiden O'Connell touchdown in. They really couldn't. He threw a touchdown. He had a very high quarterback rating. He played very well in the Raiders' only home game at Allegiant Stadium. So if they're showing his touchdown and they're showing him play, they're also showing Allegiant Stadium. They're showing a great play against the vaunted Niners, even though their vaunted defense wasn't in the game and they don't do it. And a lot of people are saying, JT, calm down with this. Why do you get so worked up? Well, that's what I do. I get worked up for a living. And I, I couldn't believe it today. So that's where we stand, Raider fans. How do you want to form this radio show today? Because, again, you know, I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I think the Raiders, if they play well in the preseason, they'll have a better chance to beat Russell Wilson and the Broncos in Week 1, which feels like a very important Week 1 game. Very important. They're all important. But that one's really important because the Raiders then have to go to Buffalo for the Bills' home opener. And the Raiders start with their first three out of four games on the road, and they got to win a couple of them if they want to be in the hunt to make the playoffs. I believe the Raiders, uh, Raiders are improved on defense. I really do. I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, forget about the preseason. I saw it in the practice, which is more important. I want to get your reaction on this. Again, we are now, as Dave Ziegler laughs, big boy radio. Whenever we crack a microphone, we're one of 32 NFL teams with the flagship station. We're one of them. I expect everyone to talk about the Raiders every day when I have a Raiders topic. Someday it's going to be an NBA topic. One day it might be this or that. But we're open for business. The Raiders played their only game, and they're not going to be back here until week three. And that's a long time. So I expect nine people to be on hold every day, or I get really aggravated because there were 60-plus thousand fans there yesterday. So you got stories to tell. I can't tell your story. I don't know what you're thinking until you tweet me or you call me. But yesterday was a really nice day at Allegiant Stadium. People had a great time. The alumni had a blast. I saw a lot of Raider fans. There's some new looks there. There's some new suites. They changed the club section a bit. I want to hear about your tailgate experience. You can tell me about the traffic. You can talk about anything you want. But the Raiders won a preseason game, and we're going to take advantage of it. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. I have two guests in the next hour of the show, the award-winning writer Steve Karp, who's covering the Raiders. He wrote a column about it. And Mark Anderson from the AP, who I saw yesterday in the press box, along with Niners Media, Niners Press, Mike Silver, to everybody who I saw yesterday after the game. I got a lot of stories to tell. I was excited to be on the play-by-play. I'm excited to be on the radio and go this week to Los Angeles 
with the team. I'll be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be checking in on the channel here on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been trying to work on it for, as you mentioned. And I thought we actually had more opportunities. We got our hands on more footballs than what we ended up coming up with, um, which, again, until you start getting close, you know, it's hard to create them. So um, I thought the defense was, you know, really connected, you know, tonight for the most part and tried to make the windows as tight as they could. And uh, we were punching and stripping at the ball a little bit. So, um, but, you know, that, that's the way we want to play, and that's how we want to, you know, Force the offense to you know drive the ball and, and do it that way. Didn't give up a bunch of big plays, you know, which always gives you more opportunities. So, um, no, it's you know good complimentary football. Anytime you can turn it over and then turn those turnovers into points and be on a short field, uh, that's helpful. With Josh McDaniels on the aggressive style of defense, and a good topic today would be how much of aggressive defense do you want to see in the preseason? Right, I, I do. I, you know, the offense, you don't have to show anybody your offense in the preseason. You don't want to tip your hand. But we did see a couple of jet sweeps to Trey Tucker. But there were basic ones with him just sprinting in motion. He gets the ball. No problem with that. But you're not going to see Andy Reid doesn't show you the trickeration. Doesn't give you anything in the preseason. Also, Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes started both for New Orleans and Kansas City. So Kansas City played at New Orleans, and the ones played in that game. The ones didn't play for the Raiders or the 49ers. Now, if it was Derek Carr and Derek Carr was still the quarterback here after last year, my head would be popping if he didn't play in the preseason. Again, I'm always going to side with the coach. I work for the team. The coach makes a decision. We know that. Maybe you don't know that, but I know that. And that's what I do here. But I don't need to see Jimmy Garoppolo. He's too important to this team. And with his injury passed, and I'm hoping he doesn't ever get injured again. And if he ever does get injured again, it better not be in the preseason. But if Jimmy played in Dallas a series, that'd be okay. Patrick Mahomes just played a series. Other guys are playing. Trevor Lawrence played. Other quarterbacks on playoff teams are playing. But I don't need to see Jimmy G. Now, the Niners got to make a decision on Brock Purdy. I thought there'd be more Raider fans on hold talking about the Niners and their problems. I think this Niners story is a national media firestorm that's brewing. The Niners have both a great offense and a defense. I would say they either have the best or the second-best roster in all of football behind Kansas City or Philadelphia. Both those rosters are extremely strong, and I love the Cowboy roster this year. I think Dallas, they might be my Super Bowl pick in the NFC because I don't believe in Brock Purdy, and Dak Prescott isn't great. He's not elite, but he's better than Brock Purdy. I can tell you that. Brock Purdy played pretty well his first year because he didn't have to do much, just had to get the ball out quickly. Defensive coordinators are going to scheme him differently in year two. But the Niners and their fans are throwing Trey Lance to the Wolves. Oh, I could do four hours without a commercial on Trey Lance. Trey Lance, they spent three first-round picks on Trey Lance. Three. And this guy is playing like a bust. Now, it wasn't all terrible yesterday. But the first couple of series with the two early sacks... And the fact that he threw an only touchdown that should have been intercepted, it was tipped. I thought I was on the play-by-play on the radio, and when I thought it was an interception, I called interception, and Jason on TV thought it was an interception too, initially before it was tipped for a Niner touchdown. Imagine if Trey Lance threw a red zone touchdown uh, interception and had to deal with that today. 
So for the Raider Nation, you got a chance to see Trey Lance, who Kyle Shanahan was so cocky when he drafted him and gave up three first-round picks. Kyle thought that he pulled off the biggest heist in NFL history. I remember that press conference like it was yesterday. He was so smug and arrogant to the media that day, mocking the media to their face that they weren't aware of what he was going to do. And he pulled off the deal of the century. Now they can't hide Trey Lance. They need to play him. And if they showcased him yesterday for a trade, it ain't happening. Because I'll tell you this much, they would love to move him and get something in return. But there's no one in this league who's going to give up a lot for Trey Lance. Sam Darnold's a better backup quarterback. I think he's a better mentor to Kyle Purdy, and he can come in a game. And I think you can give him more of the offense than you can with Trey Lance. But Aiden O'Connell was just, I think, overall very good. I was very impressed with Aiden O'Connell. Because the Niners, they didn't do much different. But the Niners were there to try to compete on defense. They got a lot of guys trying to make the team. They got guys trying to make the team, and Aiden O'Connell picked them apart. Good performance by our young quarterback, 702-365-9200. Let's hear from some Raider fans. And if there are no Raider fans, give me all 49er fans. I'll talk to 49er fans all day because they were here, and they watched the game, and Raider fans need to get rolling here today. Raider 27 in Salt Lake City. You're up first here on the flagship. Go ahead. JT, first and foremost, my friend, you're going to put a lot of people out of work doing play-by-play. No, no, I'm not. It was just a fun fill-in day for Jason. I I had a lot of fun with it, and we got a really good guy on the call, but I appreciate you listening yesterday. You really did good. Um, The one thing I wanted to see is I was looking for um, Zeus White to see if he could make people miss. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's uh, offensive line dependent. If they give him a hole, he goes seven or eight yards and runs two people over. But if there's if they he doesn't have a hole, he doesn't have a vision that Josh Jacobs has, which very few do, that he can find another spot and make a few more yards. You know what I mean? O'Connell was very impressive. I was so impressed with that young man. I'm I'm amazed. I didn't think he would be that good. I watched him play in in the Big Ten, but boy was I impressed yesterday. And JT, that defense, if they can keep this up. You know, I know it's just the preseason, and I but I got to tell you, I'm a Raider fan. Have been for many, many years. I enjoy every man I can enjoy. So I'm, I'm a pretty happy Raider fan today, JG. Thanks for the compliment. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you for starting off the show. I just think the Raider fans on days like today just deal with what happened. They beat the 49ers. They beat them in practice both days. Niners. Niner insiders are saying that. So the Raiders won the joint practices. Devontae got hit pretty hard in one of the practices. He's okay. I saw Devontae on the sideline with his kid. He was holding his daughter and talking to his wife, and he was walking fine. So Devontae will be good to go. And, you know, Michael Mayer wasn't out there, no Max Crosby. And the Niners sat all their starters, too. Clearly, Kyle Shanahan and Josh McDaniels wanted to get work in at the joint practices, and they were able to do it. A lot of Niner writers are saying that the Niners came here and they enjoyed more. They enjoyed Vegas as a vacation more than a business trip. I would say that's pretty accurate. I think the Niners came here and their intentions were to just have a couple of practices, light practices. The Raiders outperformed them and get on the bus to the game and get on the bus after the game and try to figure it out. So I, when I get to this point, when I get to this point, when I 
do a preseason game or I work the sidelines or yesterday I called the game. I'm just excited that no one got hurt. There wasn't a big injury. There wasn't a big injury at all, and everybody played pretty. You know, Dylan Parm got down and got up. If you look at this game, everybody enjoyed themselves. Marcus Peters was jumping around celebrating on the sideline. That's a story I'll share with you. Uh, I was down there for a quick moment to see him warm up, and he, he looks good. You can't tell. He looks like an older player that's really happy. But after the game, I think you saw all the videos, and he had a big chain around his neck, and he's laughing, and he's jumping around, and high-fiving everybody like a big brother, not a father figure. That would be not, not be respectful. He's still young. Like a big brother. He's really happy to see it. Max came on the television broadcast, and we were able to carry that on the radio, and he was excited. He was jumping up and down and kind of pushing his teammates back and forth in celebration. Max had a great time and didn't have to play. And I'm just, I'm just fun. It's fun. It's nice to see this happen. Last year, the Raiders were perfect in the preseason. Josh McDaniels has not lost a preseason game with the Raiders. He's 5-0. and I know that doesn't move the needle with many Raider fans. You want to see that coincide with regular season wins. Let's give the coach a shot here. Even the Raider fans that have been really hard on Coach McDaniels, days like today, days like today at a minimum, should at least have the balls to say Coach McDaniels has the team ready. They look pretty good. They look good at practice. They look professional out there. They played clean. They look like the scheme was better. And, and at least will someone call the show today and say Josh McDaniels had Aiden O'Connell ready to play. That's all I'm asking for. Be consistent here on the show. Thor in North Las Vegas. Black Hole, what's happening, Thor? What's going on? JT, my brother, man, missed you this weekend, but what a fun, great weekend it was to be with the nation again. You know, seeing a lot of homies I ain't seen in six, seven months. It was it was great. Yeah, it was great to be out there. Um, I, I'm just happy everyone was healthy, and I saw the energy I saw from everyone, second string, third string, whatever. I really would like to see a little bit more of the starters a little bit, but I understand you can't afford to get Jimmy G hurt at all. Um, well, you never know with the way Aiden looked. He looked really good. That was great. Um, it was again. It was it was an incredible time with the nation. I, I know there was a ton of Niner fans, and and the Niner fans who were mad that they got beat up so bad keep saying, "Well, we took over your stadium." Yeah, well, honestly, if you watch that game and listen to the game, you can hear the the few the the, the Raider fans that were out there louder than the Niner fans. So so tell me what they took over. They didn't take over nothing. Uh, we had a great time in the parking lot. Everyone was having fun. Raider Niner fans, whatever. Like like the events, the Black Hole event on Friday with the get together with, the, you know, we we came together as sports fans as homies, and I loved it. And I had a great time all weekend. The alumni event, um, Stuart Swagger, and I, I met Mark Van Egan, or um, yeah, Mark Van Egan, and 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 he was incredible. Man, I had a great time, a beer with him, you know, and 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 it was it was fun times, man. I, I'm just so happy the season is back. I'm so happy, my Good. brother. All right, man. Thanks, Thor. I appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Good to hear you. And I thought the Black Hole, they're our partners here on the radio. Uh, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Had a chance to see Charles at, a couple of times out here this weekend. Charles is, should be really proud of the fact that he's the first ever NFL player to put together a deal with an NFL team with his own brand, his own bourbon whiskey like that. And Charles Woodson was celebrated all weekend long. And we had the Raiders alumni event at Omnia 
Anybody who listening to me who's been to Omnia nightclub, the Raiders took it over for four hours. Four hours, and they have this unbelievable chandelier show. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's all over Twitter. They have the chandelier that opens up into a spaceship, and they had the voice of Al Davis, Mark Davis, John Madden, all the calls from Bill King, and they did a beautiful presentation. And then the Raiders came and had a great time. The alumni, Dave Ziegler, was there. Then afterwards, went upstairs to the patio for cigars and dessert and you know, overlooking the city and all that. It was nice. A lot of good people there. And it took a lot of work for the Raiders to do this. I say this because it's true. No team in all the professional sports in any major sport does what the Raiders do for their alumni. Now, you can mock it. I had idiots on my Twitter feed saying, well, go sign Josh Jacobs because they just can't shut up. And they, you, got, you, you post a picture with someone, an alumni, and you use a forum like that to take a shot. It's about the alumni. Josh Jacobs is going to be fine. Josh Jacobs will play for the Raiders. We know that's a business. But the way Mark Davis goes out of his way with the budget that he goes out of his way to treat these alumni, and he did it in Oakland when he didn't have the budget like he has in Vegas, in Napa, to do what he did here in Vegas for these alumni, their heads were on a swivel. They were just walking around. They just couldn't believe that it's that big of a deal. So very proud to be a part of that, and it was a lot of fun. And Raider Nation understands that. Once a Raider, always a Raider. No matter how long you played for the team, you're welcome back, and a lot of alumni were here. Let's get out to Gerald in New Jersey. Appreciate the East Coast Raider Nation. Go ahead. How you doing, JT? Doing well, thanks. All right. I'm a Raider fan my whole life. 54 years old. I've watched a lot of Raider football. Um, first, I had two things I want to say. One, uh, I was impressed with, uh, with the quarterback yesterday. Mm-hmm. And a big Derek Carr fan, I'm really going to miss the guy. I loved him as a Raider quarterback. So it hurts still. But to see the guy come out and play well, Gave me a good feeling, at least. Um, and the one other thing I want to say is it upsets me to see that the, the, there's, the home field advantage is taking a hit. Mm-hmm. Like that last year's Chief game and this year's 49er game, it's upsetting to see. That would never happen in Oakland. No, it isn't, and it, you have to understand it. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm a season ticket holder. I was there. Uh, my son and his best friends were sitting in my seats. My wife couldn't make yeah. it. She had something she had to attend. Look, I don't get crazy when fans from other cities want to buy preseason game tickets from Raider fans who want to not triple their money, quadruple their money. I don't go crazy with it. I can't control it. Regular season, it bothers me also. But it's going to happen yeah. until the Raiders win and the Raiders go to the playoffs consistently until we go through yeah. this cycle where teams are coming through are no longer coming through for the first time. You know, the Viking fans, yeah. the Steeler fans – they're going to come here this year, the Giants and the Jets, and they're going to want to buy yep. your tickets. You have to make the decision on what you're going to do with your tickets. I'm not going to make your financial decision. I'm just going to tell you that yep. Raider fans should do business with Raider fans. That's it. Yeah. And if Raider fans do business with Raider fans, I think everything will be okay. But we live yep. in Las Vegas. Everybody in the world wants to come and see Adele, F1, the Raiders, UFC, boxing, and the Golden Knights. That's not going to change. Yep. And again, I'll take the high road on this as much as I can, but I would like to see many more Raider fans in attendance for all the regular season games. It bothers me too, and all I can do is give you my voice and my opinion here on the radio. Breaking news from Adam Schefter. 
Cowboys and All-Pro guard team captain Zach Martin reached agreement on a reworked deal. The new deal will pay him north of $18 million in each of the next two years. Martin was scheduled to be at $13.5 million this year and $14 million next year. So it's an added $8.5 million. Both years has also been fully guaranteed. You want to talk about a beneficial holdout. He held out. Jerry blinked like he did with Emmett Smith. And Zach Martin was smart to hold out. He got a lot more money. When we come back, we'll continue on the Raiders' performance there. A couple of the grades on offense and defense. And what you think about what they need to do in the next preseason game. Should they play more starters or continue to follow the road that they're going on, resting the starters and let the reserves play? We're brought to you by our great friends. Great friends over at Resorts World. Headed over to eight cigar lounge over the weekend. It was fabulous. On top of Doghouse Saloon and their theater. We're thrilled to be a part of Resorts World, proud partner of Raider Nation Radio. Yeah, I, I think we I think we see a lot. Uh, I mean, the schematic part of the game, and and obviously a number of players on both sides didn't play in the game, so um, that part is what it is. But I think there's a lot that we can, can be gained, you know, aside from that. You know, our operation tonight, you know, our substitutions, our the effort we played with. I thought we ran to the football on defense. I thought we covered, you know, with some physicality in the kicking game. Um, I thought we started the game running the ball decent. You know, they were a tough team to run it against, and we made some chunk plays. And so, I mean, I think they understand uh, the way we feel about playing and how we see winning. And I think you could see that on the sideline. I felt it on the sideline from a number of the guys that weren't playing, uh, just how locked into the situations they were, what the call was. There was a lot of conversations being had about, you know, you know, the call and the situation defensively or, you know, what they were seeing on the field. So um, that's all you can ask for. You know, we have a, a group that I think is, uh, again, being led the right way by the leaders in the locker room. And, you know, we're practicing the way we want to practice and hopefully we'll continue to try to improve. JT, back with you. That's Josh McDaniels. I think that's a really important soundbite that I'd like to spend a few moments on before the top of the hour. My biggest pet peeve last year, I talked about it with Coach, I talked about it on the pregame and the postgame show as I lost my mind last year when the Raiders couldn't get the play in in time and they used all the play cock. We all admit that. Last year it didn't work. And I think a lot of it had to do with the chemistry between Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. I don't think there was a lot of great chemistry there. And there should have been better chemistry because Josh McDaniels is one of the greatest confirmed, confirmed play callers of all time. And Derek is a pretty good quarterback. And Derek had a lot on his plate from John Gruden's playbook which is thick as anyone, and Josh McDaniels. So Derek's gone. Jimmy Garoppolo knows the verbiage of Josh McDaniels much better than Derek Carr ever did. So that's got to get cleaned up, and Josh McDaniels just told you about the communication. The communication's better. It's got to be better. We cannot have a season coming up here where it takes Jimmy Garoppolo too long to get the play in, and then at the line of scrimmage, the opponent is just looking behind Jimmy's helmet and seeing the play clock go from 3-2 to 1. Uh, One of the only difficulties I had or saw yesterday as I called the game play-by-play is I wasn't looking at the play clock a lot. I was looking down at the field. So I was getting ready to call the play, 
And, you know, I wasn't looking at the play clock as much as the game clock. And I didn't have to. I got lucky because the Raiders got the play in and it was very smooth. We weren't talking about delay of games and mistakes left and right. And I think that's very important because there are no more excuses. I'm not sitting here giving you a ton of excuses from last year. The season's over. But I didn't think the team was as aggressive as they should have been with the playbook. I think I know why. I don't think that Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr were on the exact same page. I I don't think that Josh McDaniels gave Derek Carr the entire playbook to operate. He's going to give Jimmy G more of it. Jimmy G might have more of it, but probably less than what Tom Brady had in its prime. But that's got to be, that's got to click this year. The best hope the Raiders have at being competitive and being a very good team that can sneak up on people is they're going to have to have an explosive offense, a top five offense or a top 10 offense. How, why can't this team with Josh Jacobs back at 100% be a top five offense? The offensive line's okay. It's good. Matter of fact, I'll even say this year, the offensive line is better than average. I think this is a better than average offensive line where last year they were average to below average with a couple of good players. They led the league in rushing with Josh Jacobs, but now I think they're going to be better in pass protection. So get the play in in time. Let Jimmy change the play if he needs to. Jimmy will only check out of a play from Josh McDaniels if he can check into a better one at the line of scrimmage. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be vastly better than Derek Carr at looking at a defense and changing the play. I think most people would agree with that. And then the Raiders could be a little bit more efficient by spreading out the defense and making sure while they're spreading out the defense, it alerts the whole offensive line and the protection into a much better play. A play that has a much better chance to be open or wide open because the offense is going to dictate matchups that are in favor of the Raiders. We saw it from Aiden O'Connell in the preseason in week one. That's real encouraging as we head into hour number two. Brought to you by our great friends at Remy Martin. Team up for excellence.